after I dropped Sagas, I mixed it. Yeah. That's like Ah, uh, then drop the next one at Benwood. Mm. I'm uh, mm. I drop on Benwood everywhere scatter. <laughs> Yeah, I remember my father came to my house one day. He told me he wanted me to manage him because he has seen what I was doing. Yeah. He believed watching me. He believes I could do a lot of magic with him. Yeah. I yeah, we did that. Yeah. So I mean it was everywhere. I sent it to Godwin Tom in Lego. In fact, I didn't even okay. How I can I okay, I emailed it because of course um, the way the internet was then, internet was just popping, started popping in Nigeria. I just started popping. So the music was in blogs. Yeah. Hello everyone and welcome to Immortal Talks. My name is Immortal Silas and today we'll be listening to someone who is literally hard to find. Keldi Boko. He grants us a rare access to his wall. We talk about everything from life, how he pioneered the music distribution, managed Ailey's artists in the States, and also the business of music. All of this stemmed from him staying authentic to himself. I've enjoyed speaking to every one of my guests, but this one is special. So as usual, without further ado, let's dive into it. Hi Keldi, welcome to the show. So more silent. Good to hear from you. Good to hear from you. It's been a while, bro. Yeah, it's actually been a while. Um, so miss in Lagos. We miss your greatness in Lagos. <laughs> I actually, I had to oh. take uh, a little retreat back home and then sort out a few things. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Kyori, we're, we're glad to have you here. Oh! That, that Julius. <laughs> <laughs> Wow! I can't wait to learn from you, so. I'm I'm really in for it. Okay, great, great, great. So, um, so Kody, um, how far? How has the journey been for you? Ah. Okay, so um, if I'm to go by the first. You said I've been off social media for a while. Yeah, speaking of that from our earlier conversation. Yeah, which is, I mean... You've been, um, like, um, off social media for a while, and then... Uh, not like um, I've been off social media. I just... You know, um, the, the social media these days is like a market square where everybody has an opinion about you. People could um, misinterpret what you're trying to say, you... Yeah, I know uh, most people are dead because that's where they make their daily bread. Mm. But I'm I'm in a space where I'm more chilled. Okay. Um, I want to focus more on life. And then um, I, I wouldn't love to be dragged. I wouldn't love to be distracted with uh, the whole social media noise. So, yes, I'm always on social media to check um, trends, know what's popping, know how it's going. But then um, I, really, uh, I really just... Um, want to really put out my views and stuff. I would rather just sit with my guys and discuss and then uh, find a solution than come on social media where I know a million and one people okay. I mean, um, would want to have a say in my own life. Uh, and I believe social media life is it's also fake as well. A lot of people are mm-hmm. just doing stuff to chase clouds. Yeah, that's true. So I'm I'm in a in a very chilled space, yeah. Because of my of my career and um 
let's see how we can build um, around our circle. Mm -hmm. That will promote the social media distraction. Yeah, that really makes sense. Yeah, um, that's cool. Yeah, so I think we should go a bit personal about um, go a bit personal about yeah. your, your journey, right? Um, okay. Yeah, I had, I, I learned to study the engineering. I don't know how it relates with what you've done over the years. Right? Okay. okay. Yeah, I studied uh, computer engineering. Yeah. Yeah. But you see, um, somehow it's related to what I do today because um, I work um, I work in an ICT firm. Okay. But, uh, I might not be really into IT directly, but okay. I mean, we work in a, a digital space. Oh, all right, all right, uh, all right. Uh, not just not just the digital digital space, like a marketing manager in um a big a big brand do you mind calling your brand out here or something the brand you work with out here <laughs> uh i think i'd rather just keep it uh, low you don't have to like give that, <laughs> give that secret out for free <laughs> <laughs> like okay, so, you should, uh, like you should, you should. They should pay you for mentioning their brand out here. <laughs> okay, so you know, for some for some reasons, I would rather, I would rather we just focus on me and, and then the career. Yeah. Let's let brand out of this for now. Yeah, it's understandable, understandable. So, um, you grew up in a quiet woman, and uh, I think, uh, I think personally, right that yeah. the, the brand KLD Mr. K is a very underrated <laughs> brand. <laughs> right? It's, it's, like, it's an extremely underrated <laughs> brand. Like the, the props and everything that's supposed to go with the brand. I don't like see I don't like see it the way like the, the contribution you you're, what you've contributed to the music space, what you've contributed to the, in the entertainment industry. Yeah, the culture. Yeah, the culture and everything, both locally and also you've been on a roll with Wandy Cole, with Wandy Cole, Tenny and the rest of them, right? So oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, most of these things are not really are not really out there. Like the brand, like I said earlier, is really, really um underrated so uh but then um um i f i feel like i feel like a lot more is going to go in like artist managers are supposed to like have uh, managers that manage them so <laughs> 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 okay so so um the thing is um yes um we we held that space for for the time being for uh, yeah for the pioneers of course Okay. I mean, those days, you wouldn't mention those that we're doing um, the, the, back, digital, the, work. the digital stuffs uh, back then in the year, uh, without mention, you wouldn't mention one without mentioning me. Yeah, so like, like that is that that brings me to before I had this conversation with you, I was, I was jamming one of Sagasi's song, the Sai, right? Sai, you know the song. Okay, sorry, yeah. Yeah, you know the song he gave, he gave <laughs> like shout out to shout out to uh what oh shout out to Mr. K. I was like, yo my god <laughs> <laughs> you, you you get the whole vibe. Um um you you got shout out over the time, you got shout out over the years and everything. Um 
how did you enter into the, in the entertainment industry in the first place like let's okay, get so, let's get it uh, from like day one so we so we can <laughs> connect the dots right so yeah okay mm-hmm. so yeah um i think uh so i've always been um i've, I've always been uh, a student of the culture you know i had always loved music i've loved music so much wow. and uh, maybe, I, maybe i would have loved to be a recording artist yes mm-hmm. Mm. But then I never had an opportunity to, yeah, because of church and family background. Okay, and that thing I couldn't really. I felt like if it felt like those are into music with the bad guys, you know. Oh, oh, so you were, um, <laughs> you were behind the bad guys, not really the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, so actually, just looking at looking at the music space from, uh, I mean, from a distance, I wasn't even involved back then. Okay, okay. So, you know, I, I didn't really get to go into the studio to record. I didn't know where I could afford it at the time. Okay. So, yeah, this was like um, 2008, 2009. Wow. Yeah, but then I, um, internet was just growing in Nigeria. You know, we had, at least we had um, 2G. Okay. And, um, yeah. You know, those days we had the Motorola, the Nokia, you browse, and there's always this small globe spinning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, we used to download songs. So we moved them from that was when um there was a transitioning okay. from uh, yeah from CDs to the digital era in um, in music consumption. You know. Yeah. So I figured out we didn't really have Nigerian music online for people to download. Okay. 2008, 2009, we didn't have much. I think we just had like the not just okay too exclusive we had very few uh, music blogs back then you know yeah. so because i couldn't record yeah i felt i felt um i could do something i could contribute there was a way i could i could always contribute um, to the industry growth the industry yeah so, so um, i was out to bridge the gap between sorry uh, for, sorry for sorry for um, interrupting right uh, yeah you know that's like a special skill so um to spot trends and to um be innovative in in this space right you know like that's a special skills so i'll give you credit for that uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank, you. thank you thank you my hype man yeah <laughs> <laughs> i should actually be paid for right. that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so that, that was it and uh, so yes uh, then I remember um, uh, there was um, that was my year one. So there was this guy. I think I went to one of my friends' house. Okay. He was he was an artist. So he was trying to get his song online. Yeah. So I met a couple of guys in school. So I told them, yeah, you could get your song online for people to download. You know, reach out to a wider audience. Actually, I didn't even know what I was doing, but I knew I just wanted to. I wanted more people to listen to the music that was coming from Aquaibon because, okay, uh, um, you know, we had the the um, rugged rugged man's run in the industry, the mode nine. So it felt like everybody. It was either you are in Lagos yes. uh, industry or you are in Port Harcourt industry, that's yeah. Duncan County, or oh. you were in Enugu industry mm-hmm. where you had um, the slow dog, the uh, flavor, yeah, and a yeah. couple of guys. So yes, there were like three industries, okay. but then I felt our guys were good. Yeah. Then um, this guy, um, I think this guy had dropped us uh, an album too. What's his name? Uh, 
Zillions had dropped his album. Very dope BBB rap album. God, I, I can never forget the first day I heard somebody rapping in BBB. Jeez. <laughs> it was like a was in the whole town. Mm. I was actually, I think one of my friends, one of my classmates in secondary school, like his, I think his sister had a wedding. And it was on our way to the wedding that I heard a song. Somebody played played a song by um there was there was this name they called um the guys that were into music in Aquaibon. Okay. You know, the LJ Zillions, the UY Confidential, there was a, a they were like a clique. So there was this name they gave themselves. So I was listening to this song, and then I heard somebody rapping the video. Jeez. <laughs> like wow <laughs> somebody can actually rap in the video like i left the wedding i took the i took the phone to somewhere to play that that like i was rewinding that particular part over and over and over <laughs> and over <laughs> like i've never heard anything like that before my entire life yeah ah. <laughs> no, was mad. he really went in Actually, it was yeah, like a bomb in the whole town because everybody that heard it heard something totally <laughs> new. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> even though, even though um, Pastor Goodigui was trying, but then he wasn't really doing the BBO core rap. Core rap, yeah. yeah. So I was blown, yeah. So one time I went to visit one of my friends. I met Sagaz. And uh, my friend told me, ah, this guy is an artist doing the rap, in the bus. I was like, okay, freestyle for me. Uh, he he freestyled, he rapped like two verses. Yeah, he did like maybe six bars. Okay. He did like six bars. I was like, well, and so I said, yeah, wow, this is good. This is good. So um, let's see how we can work together. I mean, I can put your song out there. Do you have any recorded song? He said he was trying to record. I said, I'm, I mean, go ahead and record it. Then send it to me. Okay. And then, yeah. I got, he sent me the song. I got the song online. We started talking about, he said if I could manage him. I said, I mean, for sure. I didn't even know what I was doing, but I knew I was just, I knew I was doing something, but I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. The song got online. So we are sharing the links. Thanks to, there was this blog, Niger something. Was it so exclusive. So exclusive, okay. Not Niger, no. Niger, I don't know who it is. I can't remember if it was Niger WAP. But there was one Nigerian music blog then. I posted free Nigerian music. Yeah, I think it was freenigerianmusic.com. Okay. Yeah, it got the song got on the blog. One more. <laughs> we are sharing links in schools. Everybody is surprised. Like, how did you get your song online, you know? Mm, yeah. Actually, one time I had tried getting his song before that, prior to that time. Yeah. Um, this guy, um, Asteroid, had his show on AKBC TV. Okay. So what happened? Mm. Then he, uh, maybe what happened was his friend, and uh, then he was just starting out. Yeah. So after I used to do like top ten on AKBC. Yeah. So after I said, uh, music alive. Yeah, music alive. After I said he wanted to get your music online, there's this guy you can contact him. Blah blah blah. It's free. Wow. And then I called my guy like I want to get have this music on your blog. The guy was telling me to five. I said <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's waiting up. Oh, I, 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 I was able to call names. That's what happened now. That's what happened now. What happened to me too far. I remember. Yeah. I was in the hostel. I was in the hostel that day. I can never forget. It was immediately after asteroid show. Yeah. I called He gave me the number. I said, "Wow, this guy is actually charging." When there are thousand and how many blogs out there that were putting out songs free? Really? I mean, I not just took okay, I already had Saga song. That was the hottest blog out there. 
too exclusive. I said, this guy is not serious at all. Mm. So, you know, but I used to, like, Astro, I used to do, like, top five, and then people win gifts. I used to win a lot of gifts because, I mean, I was a student of the culture, so I knew I was so neck deep in Nigerian music. And then the foreign scene, funny enough, I listened to a lot of Nigerian music. Like, you hardly catch me listening to foreign music. Yeah. If, you, if I'm watching, I'm listening to foreign music, it's either it's on Sound City or... It has to, or it has to just be a very popular music. But you see Nigerian music? Mm -hmm. Two, four, seven. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, me and Sagaz, we started working. So his songs were online. From there, people started um, talking to him. How did you get your song online? Um, so he told people about me. Okay. And yeah, people started coming to me too. I mean, what did I know? <laughs> then the blog imagined that um, I should give them a little um, uh, EPK about the artist. Okay. You know, wanted um, a little profile about the artist. And yeah, electronic pre uh, press kits, you know. Yeah. I didn't know about. I didn't know anything about press releases. I had never done anything about media. Mm -hmm. I, I was just this guy in this space, existing in that space. Yeah. So I mean, this just evolved. Just well, let, let's say that was how digital marketing evolved. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah. From the last. Started asking for press release. I didn't know anything about press release. I had to read about what's this press release thing. <laughs> <laughs> I started Googling reading, not like we had good internet back then, you know. Yeah. Started reading about 2 9, 2 10, of course. Started reading about, I started writing, and then I knew about public relations. Yeah. I was just doing my thing on the low key. Mm -hmm. I basically did everything alone, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so I worked with Sagas till 2012. 2012 or 13. Okay. There about, yeah, where he put out his mixtape fake the mixtape before then sagaz was already, already like a household name because the work we did then i mean his name was everywhere he was on radio he was online mm -hmm. but if, if not if, if we want to talk about online presence he was like the biggest acquirable artist wow. without presence because he was one of the first that had a twitter account even though he couldn't use it yeah you know one i was the one operating his twitter account for a while mm, really <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, Twitter wasn't like the normal Facebook everybody were used to. People used to say Twitter was difficult back then, you know, because of its features. Yeah. They're not regular, regular. People not used to retweet or requote and tweet, all those things. So yeah. It was a big complex for people, you know. Yeah. So I was the one managing Astagas Twitter. Wow. Then he dropped that next step, fake. Okay. By then, my name was already everywhere in the acquired mm -hmm. industry. I was always in clubs, Monty suit class. Remember Monty? Yeah. And they have industry. So I was there. So, you know, um, because people were already used to doing the traditional music thing, you know. So me, that was coming in a new form. Yeah. Most people didn't really know me because they were just doing the club gigs. You know, they already had people in these spaces recording music. So I was just always this this small guy in the space looking. Mm -hmm. So my work was actually speaking more for me than... Um, than um, you in person. Yeah, me in person. Mm -hmm. So people would just, it, it was people, most people just knew me because of the work I was doing, because of the whole online P. Mm. You get? Yeah. Music marketing. I didn't even know, then we didn't even know it was called music marketing. We just knew we wanted, we, just, we were just doing it because we were doing it. Okay. Wow. 
Yeah, then I started charging after a while because a lot of people used to come to me. I started charging money. I was charging 5k. Then 5k was like, ah, come on. Mad money. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, it wasn't like bad, bad money, but Mm. it felt that this thing I was doing free, I could actually make money out of it too, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so I started charging 5k, 10k, though most people would just come to you. And you know, um, the music industry in Aquaibon was not really paying. So all the work we did with Sagas, we're, we're not really getting gigs. And, you know, even when the gigs, most gigs were coming, they were like school gigs. Yeah. So school gigs, they were not even paying much. I'm sure they used to pay like, if I'm not mistaken, 3K. Oh. Yeah, I think they used to pay like 3K, 5K. So imagine you're trying to drag 5K to artists. <laughs> even though 5K didn't even, even had a little value, yeah? Yeah. But, yeah, they were not much. Yeah. So yeah, that was it. That was basically it. And then it got to a point in my life where, um, I mean, the name was everywhere, but I think I, I couldn't really define success around my, around me. Okay. And um, apart from, let's just say, fame was ringing. Okay. But but the success, I, I wasn't feeling it, especially with my studies, because I, I think I got distracted at some point. Yeah. That was where um, I had to retrieve. Then I had just dropped um, symphonies. I had just dropped symphonies mixed um, EP. Um, I can't remember the name of that. I can't remember the name of that EP. Mm-hmm. But it was a banging EP. Oh. Yeah. Ah, symphony had that record. Mm-hmm. It was a banging EP. I remember. I remember how I, I took it to the cinema, this uh, Silverbed Cinema, Tropicana. Yeah. Then. Marketing. We printed about 500 copies. I took like 200 copies of CD there. Okay. We just wanted people to know about the music. So actually, it, I wouldn't say it was a bad deal. Even though looking, looking back, I felt I could have, um, I could have done um, better. I could have negotiated a better deal. Yeah. But because we just wanted people to know about the music, I dropped the CD there. And I told the manager, look, I want, um, we are going to put out the word there that I mean, Symphonies EP is out. Yeah. Go to Tropicana, get when you buy two tickets to see a movie, you get one of those, t- you get one CD. And because, yes, he already built a fan base for himself, yeah, we did that and it worked. And 200 CD was not even finished in less than in less than five hours. Wow, wow, in less than, so the manager just called me, like, we're not getting our CD again, you don't finish it. Wow, like, and, uh, that's he, like the, question, the question he asked me when. When I took it there, he asked me a question. He said, why do you want to give it out free? I said, well, um, we, we just love the fans. We want the fans to enjoy the music. Yeah. I remember that was what I told him. Yeah. And then he told me, are you sure this will be enough? I said, well, I didn't expect, I didn't, I mean, I didn't expect it was going to sell out that fast. Mm. I said, well, um, I think it's enough because people, buy, people will have to buy two tickets to get this CD. Yeah. And actually, it was just us marketing them, not them actually marketing us. Yeah. But because what we were doing was just for people to hear the music, we didn't mind. We wanted to be heard. Okay. So that alone blew my mind. I was like, wow. So so this followership is something we can actually convert. Yeah. And um, just in a short while, while I was still trying to come up in a way we can explore our fan base, Symphony left for his master. Was it his master's or NYSC? I don't really remember. Maybe his master's or so. Yeah. So he was out on the scene for a while, and that was it. And then um, after I dropped Sagas, I mixed it. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, what happened? Okay, at the, then we, we slowed down a bit. I think I started working with Ipaudo as well. Ipaudo was an amazing, another ah, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. dropped uh, Amengwood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Amengwood. Amengwood was rocking everywhere. Yeah. Before then, he had, he, you know, he, they, were, they were in a group. Um, I can't remember the name of that group. Him and one other guy. But then I used to feel like the guy wasn't that good enough to match about us energy. Energy, yeah. So I think I was one of those that engineered their breaking up because <laughs> 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 I remember I used to tell Ipaudo like, I'm on this guy is spoil your music. This guy is spoil your music. I think he just Ipaudo used to rap like Sakode, but he was using a video. So I told him, look, you just have to do this thing alone. Yeah. You have to find, out, find a way to do this alone. Let people just enjoy your music. This guy is spoiling your music. Yeah. So somehow, somehow, yeah, with the help of um, there was this guy on AKBC that used to do top ten every Saturday night. AKBC radio, Max B. Yeah. Yeah. Max B took him out to the studio and then he started recording. Um, what's the name of this song? Ah, he had this song then. I can't remember, but it was like a video version of Joe. Okay. Yeah. So that song came out. In fact, that song was a leak. Because oh. he didn't finish recording that song when the song dropped. It was a leak. Oh, yeah. Um, I know they used to be Bluetooth now. He said song through Bluetooth or infrared. Yeah, infrared. I'm Bluetooth, Bluetooth, Bluetooth. Song right that's like ah, the powder drop next one. I'm mean, good. Mm. I'm uh, drop on everywhere. Scatter. I remember my father came to my house one day. Mm. He told me he wanted me to manage him because he has seen what I was doing. Yeah. He believed watching me. He believes I could do a lot of magic with him. Yeah. I yeah, we did that. Yeah. So I mean, it was everywhere. I sent it to. Godwin Tom in Lego. In fact, I didn't. Even, okay, how I can't. I'm okay. I emailed it because, of course, um, the way the internet was then, internet was just popping. Started popping in Nigeria. I just started popping. So the music was in blogs. Yeah. I was uh, BlackBerry was invoked then. I remember. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, I think I emailed it to Godwin Tom. Then Godwin Tom was managing Whiskey. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, he was man- he was managing Whiskey and YJ. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 2013. Yeah, at that time, yeah. I wasn't managing MI yet. He had already finished managing MI. Oh. No, MI was, was the very first person he managed. Oh, really? Right. So, so I emailed it to him. I didn't even know him. I was just searching for some managers online. I needed to just reach out to some key people in the industry. Then his yeah. name popped. Before then, you know, I went, while in New York, I had already... There was this contest where... I, I got I got Saga as a gig in Lagos. Oh, that was how much I hustled. Like <laughs> I stayed in New York to get Saga as a gig in Lagos. He even came for one competition and guess guess what? Um, Godwin Tom was one of the judges. Wow. You know, they they contacted us from Bella Niger. They said they loved the music. They wanted him if he was in Lagos. I said no. But he could he could come over because Saga is, I think part of his growing up days was in Lagos. So he was already familiar with Lagos a bit. Okay. Said Saga said he was ready to go. Somehow we just somehow somehow raised the money. I mean, because he couldn't raise enough money, he had to be alone. Yeah. 
that was how much I used to hustle in the industry. So I knew a couple of, even while I was in the year, I knew a couple of people in Lagos. Yeah. You know. So God with Tom had the music. He's, I just, you know, BB now, BBM now, somebody was have, have to send a request and then you accept. Yeah. So we started chatting, chatting. He told me, ah, this music is mad. It's amazing. And then we were just talking about the music, the artist. He asked me, what's the meaning of Ikbaldo? Was the meaning of I think then uh father's name was Lyric. <laughs> no, the had one funny name. <laughs> he asked me, so he asked me, he asked me for the meaning. And then I told him the meaning. Although he was from a choir he didn't really know most he does not really, I think he wasn't speaking, he could not really understand the video. So I told him. And then he told me, uh, let me uh, let me shock you. I said, What's that? Okay, he said, Can I shock you? I said, Go ahead. He said, I'm from a choir I was like, wow, man. So I've been talking to my brother. Mm. You get this kind of people for industry. Me, I never know. Whiskey <laughs> manager is from Aquaibo. Yeah. I think I was the first person to carry that news that I'm a whiskey. Because you know his name is Godwin Tom. It's not, it's not a name that you just hear for the first time. You know this guy is from Aquaibo. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It sounds like one foreign name, Godwin Tom. Mm. You know, very, co- very corporate, nice. Tush name. Tush name, yeah. So he now told me, and I think that was like February or March. He told me by October they have a glow. That glow is that was when glow used to do like their glow concert. Okay. They have a glow concert in Aquaibo. We'll be coming by October. Almost, I had to wait for like six months to meet him. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> then six months ah. be like three days or six days. <laughs> <laughs> Almost so yes, it was. I mean, yeah. So we did amazing stuff, and then uh, I think Otiedo just came. He said he wanted to take a powder to Lagos. Let me just. Um, I think I'm dragging too much well, on that. It's fine. But it's yeah, fine. Uh, your story. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Otiedo took a powder to Lagos. I remember he flew to Lagos with Ogiva. Ogiva was visiting. Ogiva was with Grand Empire then. Okay. So Grand Empire was made up of um, a couple of young boys then. That we just, I think they just had money that dad were rich and they were trying to build something. Okay. You know. Okay. So yeah, Grand Empire. We had Otiedo. We had um something like my young, Chris like my young son, Biggie. Biggie. Yeah. And then other of their friends, other of their friends. So Ogiva was their artist. Ogiva was their classmate, yeah. their friend, and their artist. Wow. <laughs> oh. oh, at the time, yeah, o- so o- Ogiva sings and produce. Yeah, it was, it was an artist. Yeah, cool. So, yeah, just used to be this guy. He was always in this. He was a studio rat, basically. Mm. So, because you know how your song gets popular, so even the old guys, uh, people that were already holding down the industry, they want to meet you, they want to know you. Who be this guy? We just did this stuff everywhere. Oh, more. Yeah, just come. So, I still remember the day I introduced Powder to Oliver. It was at Sun Center. You know, because they used to, uh, because of Sagas, they already, they already knew me. Okay. And because some of them needed one or two favors from me about promoting their music. Yeah. So yeah, they used to, they already knew me. So when they hit the powder, they always wanted to know who's this guy. I remember I introduced Ogiva to powder. I told him this is the powder. He makes amazing. He's the one that sang I'm um not Amengo Itapeke. Yeah, that song was Itapeke. Ah, I now you sing Itapeke. You know them too. The, after Zillions, most people didn't really know the lyrics. 
So Zillion was like the hardcore video. Wally Powder came with this soft, he had this soft vibe. Yeah. He had this um, soft party vibe, you know. While Zillion was the hardcore kind of video. Yeah. yeah. So people could easily relate to Powder. Remember, um, yeah, so while Ogiva was traveling, Ogiva traveled with, he flew with Tipaudo to Lagos. And that was the beginning of um, his journey oh. in Lagos. Okay. Yeah, after that, because I remember I told him to meet Godwin Tom because he felt like Godwin Tom was actually interested in him. Godwin Tom introduced him to Ubi Franklin. Okay. Then Yaya was just popping, you know. Mm -hmm. Introduced him to Ruby Franklin, and that he was supposed to be signed from what I had, but I, I wasn't really following, so I, and I wasn't in Lagos at that time, so I didn't really know what happened. Yeah, and yeah. but then it, it down on me that 2013, a lot, a, a lot, 2013 felt like 10 years, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it all happened because so, a lot happened in 2013, yeah. you know, a lot, a lot. That was the year I was so depressed that I felt like committing suicide, and I. I uh, a lot of people have been in that space. Even moving over to Lagos, I've heard a lot of stories with all these entertainment guys of how they were depressed. You know, you have the you have the fame, but then you can't really match your pocket to yeah. the fame. Uh, people are expecting so much from you. Uh, at, this, uh, at, at a certain <laughs> point, Godwin went through that. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Godwin had, had he has the same story. Even um, the caller, the guy that's currently managing um, Tony, yeah. he has the same story. You. You you have a name, but then you can't really match your pocket. You are owing people. People are expecting so much from you. And oh, because but I think it's just thing like that uh, to deviate. Sorry, so what could possibly cause it, um cause be cause a thing like that to deviate from our conversation? What would cause a thing like that yeah, to, to happen? Yeah, so an artist manager or something. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, the thing is um. Of course, like we all know, um, the entertainment space is a make-believe space. Yeah. One, okay. and then two, and once you have the fame, people be believe that when you have the fame, you have money. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So people expect so much from you, and then, um, but then it, the fame doesn't necessarily convert to money. Yeah. It, especially at that time in the industry where. Um, there was the, there was no no we didn't have much money in the industry. Okay, let me speak. Uh, like coming from a yeah. gigs five k, ten k. So like, how much are you making? Like, how much can you spend? You know, you can't really live up to that lifestyle. Yeah. And then for me, for me, I, I would say them. Okay, for the big guys, they'll probably tell you yes because of the lifestyle they started owing. And then, um, you know, you have to live in a highbrow area. That's what those in Lagos. So you have to, I mean, you have to, I know how expensive um, houses are in Lagos. Mm. You have to live where uh, the, the elites or elites are living, yeah. you know. So, of course, then they have a lot to deal with. They have a lot of bills to deal with. But for me, I was in my final year. Mm. And then I had just realized that um, I was about graduating, but most of my friends... Mm -hmm. uh, most of my friends were graduating very well. Most were graduating with even first class. And then I just realized I was the only one to do a spillover. You know? wow. Yeah, so, um, and I think that I was always the one, I mean, 
Whenever everybody wanted to be, have a party, they wanted to go to the club, they come to me, Kel, the Alpha now, went to the club. And because I had access to these things, you know, my name could always get people into clubs. Monty Club, I remember they didn't have monsters, but then uh, they already knew me. So I could just go with like five guys. Uh, who are you, these guys? I said, oh, they're my guys. Uh, mm. And we were all moving. Yeah. I was just there. Uh, I was, my name was known around. So yeah, I could always have access. Yeah. But um, when the final day came, I found out, I found out that my friends were graduating. I wasn't graduating. That was actually how I got the person. Yeah, and uh, I had to, I had to um, fold my sleeves. Yeah. And then I retrieved. I had to stop being in the public space. And then I went into um, uh, self discovery. Okay. To know how I balance. Um, balance business with school then i realized that um a lot of distraction were, were happening and i i wasn't really in control of it okay. but yeah i went back to i did my spillover graduated I, I was just living a low-key life and then um at a point then i started uh okay uh, I remember a hype station, Prince Golden Child. After we dropped um, Sagas EP, you know my name was everywhere. So Prince came to meet me. He was like, "Guy, I don't do hear what you they do. I for like make we work together. I, I, I see your work. I see your work. You know this. We actually met in a studio. He used to call me like, ah, guy, I for like meet you. I for like meet you. me. I didn't even know he was this. He was a I just felt it was all this random thing. Yeah. This guy that like, yeah. you met in this video was telling me, uh, we love us to work together. I have this blog, it's called High Station. Yeah. I like we bring this your music thing, let's see how we can do something together. Uh, you could be the co-founder. Well, I didn't know about equity. Me, I, I didn't really care. I just wanted to do my own thing. And then then figured out, ah, he's my guy, yo, but ah, I remember, you know, I was dating one. <laughs> 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 I was dating one guy one time that contested for, uh, she got, there's this pageantry that happened one time at second base. Okay. Hi, Bill, yo, hi, Bill, me, hi, say one thing to get a cat walking. Yeah. But, <laughs> 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 let me like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You know, we're on a business level, you know. Ah, uh, because if if I guys work for me too, I'd be like, so him to use the opportunity to follow Bill Bill. <laughs> yeah. So even though he told me he wanted us to work together, but I was not really cool that that time. In Bill Mio to teach my girlfriend how to cut work for pageantry. I'm more as guy man now, boyfriend, you guys rape your bed now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, then um after a while, yeah, we start, I started working with Hype, yeah. And that was a handle. I decided to handle the music part of Hype Station. So I was like the head of music while he focused on the news and other things. Although he also had interest in entertainment. So, yeah, I started, that was like my journey into yeah, music, review, music, uh, reviews and all. Like articles, basically. Apart from the press release I used to do. Cool. Yes. Cool. 
So we moved uh, from there. I graduated, went for service, came back. I still remained looking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was when I came back from service. Okay, before my service, we had started doing podcasts. Okay. Uh, that was the first ever podcast in Aquaibo. Um, well, that's my dragon. <laughs> <laughs> my dragon, right? I did. Yeah. I had the first ever podcast in Aquaibo. Oh, the heads up so podcast. So you went before us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I just started. It was a random P, you know. Then we had we had a um, loose talk by Ozage and AOT and uh, Steve. You know, they so people didn't even know about podcasting. So I was. You know, I was always this guy in my clique because I had a was me, Brown, Siskel, yeah. even with Prince. So, so I was listening to Loose Talk podcast. You know, okay. so, somehow, I mean, we've always been like, uh, we've always been the the uh, how they call it. Uh, <laughs> we've always been like the pioneers of most of the things. I've, I've been like the pioneer of most of the things that have happened in Aquabon. You know, we led yeah. the music marketing era okay i mean the manner well I've, it's not a conversation i've really had with people but i, I mean those that know they know that i was i was the forerunner yeah um and then for podcasting too yes so we used to listen to loose talk i felt like oh more these guys they're giving us gist i was not mm-hmm. i was like more if you do this you know i would mm-hmm. even know anything about recording i didn't know how to edit audio how to mix I just called my guys. I played this. I played it to my guys. You know, because I, I used to. I was the guy that used to have this gist about the entertainment industry in Nigeria. So if anybody yeah. knew anything about what was happening, they used to come to me. I used to have my guys come to me. Even Prince, if he was trying to make a story, Prince Golden Child, he would tell. He, you know, he used to ask me, "I care the what's up? Uh, what, what do you think about this? What's this? This is this. This is this." I used to have like I had industry gist in my palms. You know. I deal with you, but um, because of how curious I was, how I really wanted to know about the industry, I like I basically knew everything. So yeah, I told my guys, see if we do this kind of thing. Uh, so initially, I didn't know I didn't know how to start. So I had already told a lot of people. Uh, Mayor too was there to you know talk. Okay. So I told me I told Prince I wanted to record this. And then my guys, Siskel and Brown, too, they were also interested. So there was this, okay. like, build pressure, like, who was I really going to start this thing with? Is it going to be with Mayor and Prince? Is it going to be with Brown and Siskel, you know? Um, there was tension, actually, but... Yes, so... One Saturday, I we at the hop. I just told Siskel and Brown, let's record this. You know how Gary V used to say, execute. <laughs> execute. Execute is about execution. So I told my guys, yeah. we can do it. That was how we started recording, bro. Yeah. We recorded our first version, amazing version. We didn't plan, we had no script. We just just yeah. and I think you I, I can't remember if you're the one that made our first graphics for us. Yeah, I okay. It was this other designer before I did the second. Yeah, there was okay. So there was this prince, this prince friend. He did a he did like he was the one that did the logo for me. Yeah, I can't remember his name now. Is he young money? He had one of those funny names. 
I, I, yes, I think it was Young Money. It was, it was <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I can't remember. Yeah, so yeah, we recorded, we recorded that um, episode. Somehow, I got on YouTube, googled how to edit podcast. I got a software I could use to, I think, audio something. We used to edit audio, I edited and mixed and mastered. I cut off. God, see, taught me a lesson that I can actually do anything I want to do. Yeah, there's a lot of information out there. So, if there's nothing really that if like if you put your mind to it, that if you want to do that, you cannot do it. Learned how to edit audio, mix, master. Yes, I wasn't very good, but at least it was good. Like you could listen to the podcast and then enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. So we put it out. I didn't even know how to. Yeah, okay, so being on the whole press releasing, I didn't really know about the ethics of journalism and all. So I still did the press release alone. Yeah. I just wrote my thing using my experience from music, how I used to do for music releases and artist profiling. Yeah, I just wrote press release. I put it out there. And the reception was amazing. You know, most people didn't really understand what podcast was about. So they were like, what are these three guys doing? Mm. So people were just eager to listen to what you were doing. Not because they understood, but listening to it, you know, you could, um, it's like hearing somebody talk about your immediate environment. I know podcast is very different from the way the radio is. Everybody on radio, except for now that um, radio has, there's been like a disruption yeah. Uh, on how broadcast is being done. So we now have like pigeon shows and the rest. But then radio used to be like everybody had one one tone, it one happens. yeah, you have to sound like this video guy, you know. Yeah. So podcast just came and this podcast also disrupted that as well. Because people yeah. people just um people want to listen to radio, but at the same time they want to feel like they're listening to themselves. I'm having a conversation with myself, not necessarily like yeah, necessarily yes. So you, you find out that most of the radio stations today that are broadcasting pigeon, they have actually have more listeners. Yeah. You know, and then um even the radios are trying to go digital too by um doing live streaming. Radio before didn't used to be about they didn't used to have um content like digital content. Okay. So yeah, radio just used to be do your thing on air and off you go. But these days radios are they're live streaming and they're putting out content on YouTube and and um, their social other social media pages. Okay. So podcast just disrupted all of that. You could listen, listen to podcasts, you know, it's like you and your guy existing. So you can feel the pop, you can feel everything, you know. It's, it's not like a traditional radio where people are already used to. So we did that, we did that for like a year plus. Okay. And then um, uh, that was 2017. Yeah. And then yeah, um, it was just Brown traveled for masters. Okay. Yeah, and then I had to travel too. Then Siskel, somehow somehow we 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 just went separate ways. We are no more together. So it was difficult recording the podcast. We had to take a break. You know we. The boys became men, and then we needed to not just do things for fun, yeah. But uh, we needed to um, earn, yeah. 
you made to earn and then make a living. So shout out to Root Hub. <laughs> you know, they were they were the great guys. I think that was where I met you. I met you at Root Hub. Yeah, that's true. But they were amazing guys. They were amazing guys. They, they are really that I really like um, what they are doing because they created, then we used to have a connect series at Foothub where um, young people just came together to discuss entrepreneurship, yeah. how we could grow amongst ourselves, support each other. And I still remember that connect series built a lot of businesses. Yeah. People had questions. Mm. People had questions. Those I want, that wanted to start their businesses big. They were being encouraged to start start with what they have, like Gary V would say. Mm-hmm. Just execute. Mm-hmm. I don't care. We have two thousand audience. Mm. If out of two thousand audience, we have only four people that are going to execute, is the four people that are going to execute that I care about. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Connect Series was that place. It motivated a whole lot of young people. I remember I used to beg my friends, Siskel and Brown, let's just go, let's just go. There's this thing happening, there's this thing happening. It's very, there was just this positive energy around, you know. Yeah, let's go. They will be telling me, guy, guy, guy. But the day they came, um, what they say, so now what do they miss with this? <laughs> <laughs> so Connectivities was fun. Even this guy, um, there's this, this popular guy that makes clothes now. What's his name? Andy Ferris. Andy Ferris was from Connect Series now. Really? Andy Ferris was from Connect Series. And he's this big. That's, that's, that's really cool. <laughs> um, this lady, what's her name? Uh, this lady that's married now. Dashfell. Dashfell was yeah. from Connections. <laughs> yeah. You understand? There was just this positive energy. Like I, I could look um, around a few young, successful people now, yeah. and then I remember when they came to Connect Series, and I used to have the whole conversation of how we could grow and then make it with this entra- entrepreneurship thing. Because then. Then in Akwa, we just used to be finish school and then you work for civil service, you know. Yeah, that was the that was the narrative. Then. Everybody wanted to work for the civil service. They wanted to be work for the government as a civil servant. That was what everybody. Wanted. But there was just this new set of young people that were blazing the. So basically, that was that. And then I moved um twenty twenty eighteen. I came back from Adamawa. Well, I stayed in Adamawa and then I had stayed there for a while. 2018, I came back from Adamawa. I moved over to Lagos. 2018, December. Because, yes, I, I, had, I felt like I had done a whole lot of stuff um, in the local scene. I wanted to know how the mainstream works. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to know how the mainstream works. So I moved over to Lagos. Moved over to Lagos to work with... Um, I, had, I joined the Godwin Term Internship Program. I felt I felt that was a good way to break in because it was going to give me assets and a good network. So twenty yeah, so I'm as twenty eighteen December, I moved over to Lagos to join um Godwin Tom internship program. You know, before then uh, we had um uh, in twenty seventeen, you know he his first his first ever um the Godwin Tom he did his first ever workshop. He had music business with Godwin Tom. 
you know, we were the one that actually hosted him. I had because he used to do this thing on Twitter where he would Goblin Tom would interview a couple of guys and um some industry people. He he you see this thing he's doing now, music business, music business yeah. Africa. It's something he yeah. has been doing from way back, but the podcast I think, sort of stuff, right? No, not even the podcast. What he's doing now, he's MBA, Music Business Africa. He's trying to build um um a good um workforce for the entertainment industry by putting people through his training program. You know, it's something he has been doing from way back, but I feel like this is the right time for him because um line the lines are, are gradually coming together. And um yes, he's gradually having a face. So yeah, so then I'm told he used to do this thing on Twitter where he would interview some industry guys. And then um, I messaged him on Twitter since we already we met in 2013 and we had we just used to talk. I told him he, if he could bring this thing offline, and then that it would really make sense if he could bring it offline. And he said, Okay. I told him, okay, I would love to host him in a album. He said, Okay, fine, I should get it. Prior to this time, don't forget that. Everything I've ever learned about the industry, I've learned it on my own. Nobody has ever taught me back then. So I didn't really know about how to do shows or do events, um, artist itinerary, a whole lot of stuff. So he told me to host. If I, was, if I could host him, I told him, okay, I agreed to host him. But then I didn't have money to pay for his flight, you know. Okay. Then uh, I told him I couldn't pay for him to come to a problem. He said he couldn't, he can't make it if I don't pay his flight. Wow. Oh. And um, I told him, well, I was very sorry. I really wish I could pay his flight. And then a few, a few days after, he called me back. He said, okay, we're well, going to pay his flight. I should take care of his accommodation, feeding, local transportation. I said, okay, that's fine. Then let's do it. Um, I went into work, got a partnership with them, Jim. Grand Empire, they gave us accommodation. I paid for the hall. Yeah, I paid for the hall. And then um shout out to some of the radio stations that partnered with us and they helped us. Inspiration, Planet FM. Yeah, they helped us. And then with that, we were able to publicize the show the the workshop. And then he flew in. We had that was his first ever offline event. I think I don't get enough, like you said, I, I, I don't get enough credit mm. for all I've done. Yeah, you don't get enough credit. Even when he tells his story, I don't think I've, he really tells his story like, when I had my first offline class, this was the guy that made it happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. Well, uh, maybe he just overlooked. That time you come up, mm -hmm. Well, um, yeah. If he doesn't tell the story, I mean, I, I, I can always tell my story. Yeah, who, who can <laughs> tell the, the, the thing is, the thing is, um, the thing is, um, he has he has never denied that is the truth, you know. Yeah. You get, yeah. yeah. So we did that. And then, like I was saying, before I got into all of that, 2018, I moved over to Lagos. I worked as road manager for, during the internship program, he gave me the opportunity to work as um road manager for Wandeco, SDC base. So I was I was all over, I was everywhere. I was meeting people. I was in some of the biggest hotels in Lagos. I, it was a good time. 
So, so this is uh, one thing I, I, I used to tell young people. You have to look for a penetration strategy. It doesn't mean everybody has to. You, like, yes, I knew I was big, big in acquiring, but I was coming into the mainstream. I wasn't going to come like, I needed to build network and I needed to, I needed the right channel. And thank God for the uh, God Be Thumb um, workshop, oh, internship, sorry. The internship actually um, served, really helped because some people could have said they're bigger than, why should I do an internship or what? And it wasn't like it was a paid internship, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it was free. But then, because I knew what I wanted to achieve, he gave me the opportunity of working with all of these artists and he gave me the penetration in the industry. Yeah. The, the people I know today, the network I built in the mainstream industry today is because I did that two months internship with him. Oh, you get and it was an amazing time. Yeah. yeah. And then moving over to Lagos to a place where I didn't really know people. Uh it wasn't uh shouts to my friend Brown. That guy housed me. <laughs> he housed me for for months. He equally housed me too. So <laughs> Brown, Brown, yeah, Brown, great guy. All right. So Brown housed us. We're like three guys. <laughs> In Bariga, sleeping in one cell phone. <laughs> one small cell phone. Two people go sleep on top of cell phone. One small, so one, one small cell phone. Two people go sleep on my trash. Two people go sleep on ground. Um, uh, <laughs> it wasn't funny, I, I, but, um, uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't have a session of the bed. I was just sleeping on the ground. <laughs> you guys need to like put that in. At some point, I think you're the only one working. You know, you're the only one that had a job amongst us. I, yeah, I <laughs> uh, we just used to somehow we just used to have small gigs around. So yeah, we could just mm -hmm. uh, make those twenty k, thirty k. Somehow we are surviving. You know, picking our bills. Totally, totally. Picking our bills and surviving. Yeah. Yeah. So it was an interesting time. I mean, if, if looking at looking back, I mean, I remember how we used to um, talk about where we wanted to be, how we used to talk about today, the things we wanted to yeah. do and um, where we wanted to be. And it's so amazing that all of us are, are actually doing some of, actually doing all the things we used to talk about. You know, we are in a position where where we've yeah. we've. We've not arrived yet, but yes, we've made progress and we are in a comfortable place. Sure. You know, all those things we used to discuss about late nights, uh, it will happen like this, it will happen like this. It started like it started happening. Brown got a job with Boom Play, <laughs> and then you got another offer, you moved, and then me, I got uh, got a job with uh, more. And yeah, a lot, a lot of things just happened within that period, and all of us are just here today, which I'm, I'm very, very grateful for for life and where I am. It's been an interesting yes. journey. That's um, that's actually that's yeah. actually a very nice yeah. rundown of like um, like your story and um, personal journey, right? Yeah, I think it's actually a very cool one. Yeah, good to hear. Um, to dive into um the topic uh, uh we have in mind, which is authenticity. I feel like authenticity in most of the decisions you made. Mm. People's music go digital, mm. um, 
about your decision in like withdrawing for the time in music industry because it was affecting your grades and most of the thing and moving down to Lagos internship and all of that because people don't really understand how to like I, I think I think people don't really understand how to break into some spaces. Yeah. Um, if you want to like if you want to go into the design space and all those spaces you really need to do stuff right you need to do stuff you know like like i remember i remember i used to be used to be a painter boy at sweet hub so i I was like (laughs) i was like the printer boy (laughs) you and julius you know (laughs) you and julius i was that for like a very long time actually yeah so and it was really exciting yeah to you it was a learning process so you didn't mind what whatever it was going to cost you know, totally, totally. your eyes was on the prize, which was learning, learning what you wanted to learn. So all the experiences, all the running around, trying to print, they, they all added up to, to your growth today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they did. I did actually. did actually. Internship is like one of the best things that can happen to people in some spaces. Yeah. Like um, you, want to, you want to enter into a multinational or something. Or you can imagine interning with companies like Uber. I think most of their workforce is mostly interns because they can, they can brag of like a thousand, a thousand designers and the rest of it. Most of them are interns. In, interns. Yeah. Right? So, um, so, you know, I, I think, think I used to have this drive of always wanting to learn. But then, you know, I, I grew up in a house where my dad would always say, I, di- I didn't need money. But to me, it wasn't really about money. It was about just, I wanted to do something. Yeah. I remember at the time, my, my dad is a surveyor, a retired surveyor. I, I used yeah. to beg him to just follow him to surveillance. You oh. know, I didn't care if he, he was going to pay me. But I, I, I just had this drive. I wanted to do something. I wanted to do something. But my dad wasn't having it. So he was saying the BB and so for me. What do you like? What do you even if it's money, what do you need money for? Go to school. I'm providing for you. This so I feel like if I if I was in a space where I was learning very early in life, I would have been way, way, way better. You know. Yeah. But then I mean slow process progress is more is better than no progress. Yeah. Yeah, slow and steady. <laughs> yeah, so um, so coming to coming to the top. How would you see yourself now in the entertainment industry? Like, what space are you right now? And um, um actually, because of where I am, the space I am now, um, I'm not really doing much in the entertainment industry anymore. So um, yeah, growth has happened over the years and. Yes, I'm. Uh, my focus right now is, is has not really been in entertainment, you know, because I'm not working in that space anymore. So yeah, but then it's uh, a place I still want to go back to. Still want to go back to something related to music, especially being that we have streaming platforms now. We have um, there's a whole lot happening in the music space. There's a whole lot of businesses, a whole lot of avenues to explore. So I would okay. I would still love to go back to music. Yes, you know, okay. being being behind and making things happen is one of the greatest things. Um, yeah. I was just like I was having a conversation with somebody earlier today. I was telling the person that I don't think I, I'm not built for this nine to five life of sitting in the office. 
I just love to be around, making things happen, moving around. Yeah. Uh, sitting in one place, I mean, working with your laptop, morning to evening, it's, it's boring to me, you know. Yeah. You might be getting the money, but the satisfaction is not there. I'm not really, the, the excitement is not there. You get so yeah, be sure. So um, uh, so how can you um, how can uh, what what would what word would you put out there for people that are trying to like discover themselves? Probably they are trying to come up. Probably they are trying to grow, and then um, and then they are trying to be real to themselves about okay, this is what I want, and this is how I can go for it. Um, what thoughts do you have to share about that? Okay. What I would love to say is first you first you have to really know what you want. I mean, of course we live in a society where a lot of young people um have not really discovered themselves. They don't really know what I mean a young boy of um, let's say twenty to twenty, even at most people at thirty are not still sure of what they want to do with their lives. You know, that they're still just trying their hands on. But, um, yeah, but with uh, the evolution of technology and all, I feel like we, we have a lot of resources ready, readily available and we have access to them. Okay. So, yes, um, first thing is be very intentional with, with what you are doing. Okay. Yeah, be very intentional with what you are doing. Um, you could be going... A, against everybody but as far as you know that what you are doing is not a crime it's not illegal yeah you get stick to it because yeah. um stick to it because the world might not necessarily see what you are great men didn't conform yeah. with they didn't conform with um ev what everybody's believe mm -hmm. like you have to be abstract you have to just go go um you just have to go um, opposite direction because of course you'll be seeing things in a different light so you have to go against everybody to make things happen that's it so um then two you have to, one you have to be intentional two you have to um have to make sure that um you you make good use of every opportunity you have whatever strategy you want to use if, even if it means you're saving somebody, even if it means how to realize that experience can't be bought, that's it. Oh. You can't, you can't buy experience. You can you can never buy experience. So as you might feel like, oh, I've read so much, I've watched so much, but then when it comes to experience executing, you can't beat that. You cannot be, you cannot be a rookie and expect to beat somebody that has some years of experience in that particular thing it, i can hear yeah you. so you have to know that you can't buy experience make sure you you find um you find a way to penetrate to get whatever you want okay yeah so those are the two two most important things i would say so that's it okay so um so we're going to wrap up with this we're going to wrap up with this last question how has your experience over the years built up to where you are now how was your experience oh, so managing I, I would say that um if i didn't do all the things i did back then i wouldn't be here today oh yeah okay. um in, 
like scenarios 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 you can state like, i think i can state one where um you have you have deals you like yeah like sealed lots of deals for people like for larry um if i would mention names sponsorship yeah it was very it felt very easy for you to like do all those things ah, it, it takes a whole lot of professional like it, you have to be a professional to do stuff you know because you know why why i was able to i think when while working with godwin Tom, so i okay. i got to know about certain things that were happening in the industry how i got to know about sponsorship how you could negotiate sponsorships for events and all of that so, so guys if you want um someone to negotiate sponsorship you know I, i'm the kind of person i love i really love working in the background and i feel like a lot of people have taken glory for the things i've done which um to me because i don't chase clouds i don't believe i believe that my work speaks for me you get so even if i work in the background and then you take the glory for it you're not the one that did it you cannot you can't always replicate it replicate that yeah you can't replicate it because you're not the one that did it so yes um i made that happen boom play i think that's the first um show boom play ever sponsored in new york with some millions of naira. Yeah. Uh, yeah so yes if i didn't do the things i did then i wouldn't be here today if i wasn't doing music marketing if i didn't know if i didn't know about the industry if i didn't do the podcasting if I didn't do the Ahol Artist Road Management, um, I wouldn't be here because um, where I am today as um, a senior marketing manager, um, all the experience I gathered over the years, all the things I did, they actually helped me build. Even the internship I did, they helped me build a good network in the industry, which, um, which aided my growth and where I am today. You know, yeah. so have you realized that you're re you're not really out of the entertainment industry like you're investing? No, no, I'm not. I'm not really out. I'm not fully out. <laughs> yeah. I'm not fully out <laughs> because the brand you work with is like partly in, uh, entertainment. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. So yes, if I didn't do all of that, I wouldn't be here today. It's it everything I ever did from day one, from the whole press release. Learning how to write press release, learning how to uh, get EPK for artists, the digital promotions, the um, negotiation of contracts, the um, organizing of events, all of it, getting partnerships, uh, sponsorships, they all added up to where I am, all those experiences. I mean, I'm very, very grateful. And I'm, and I'm not regretting it one bit that, that I did what I did. My education had to suffer for me to be here today so you know um yeah. the world is evolving at the end of the day it's not about the five years you spent in university university is supposed to shape you shape your thoughts yeah that's fine. but i mean okay so i said university okay university is just to shape your shape your thoughts but it's not a guarantee that it's going to put food on your table so after university what else you know a lot of people need to ask themselves this question you don't just go to school because you believe after school you, get, you are going to find a job. While you are in school, get a digital skill. If you have to do internship, do it. There are a lot of opportunities out there that you cannot take advantage of. You know, yeah. there are a lot of hubs offering free training. 
if it has to be paid training, my brother, do it. Get. By the time you are done with school and your friends are already are looking for experience, you, you don't already get the experience. They will say two years experience, five years experience. You don't they do have since your year one. So it, it would count for you by the time you are done with school. All those experiences will count for you. When you're meant to be like, ah, how person want to get the experience? You will tell them, say, ah, I want me, I don't they do the experience since now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they all they all added up. They contributed to where I am today. I mean, I have no regrets about it. Yeah. And um, um, I mean, if if I didn't do all of that, like I said earlier, I wouldn't be here today. Yeah. Tell the the story you shared. The story you shared there, like outstanding. I think um, we need to hear more of this. We need to hear more stories that inspire, um, and um, story and how how things how things happen. They didn't just appear. People made this. Yeah, people happen, made these things right? happen. And they didn't happen. They didn't happen overnight. And of course, I have to say I'm very proud of um, the young people in Aquabo these days that are in that space. I was like nine years, ten years ago. I think they are doing. They are doing amazing jobs. Seeing that um, people are actually working with um, Instagram, the whole Instagram verification, getting artists, getting you comment followers. They just were, just were like, yeah. this, this are like soft hustles someone can actually do and make a uh, mega box. Getting your songs on digital yeah. platform, distribution platforms, you know. Those are, those are very cool things people do and then they, they make money. So um, actually these days they even mention like, if I go to acquire them, they mention people's name, I don't even know them anymore because... <laughs> <laughs> when I was when I was in when I was in the town, I didn't know them. But it's good to know that yes, we have people that are actually um towing that path. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even though we didn't directly pass the button to them, but yes, um, it's good to see that people are actually doing amazing stuff. Yeah. All right, Keldy, it's good to have you on the show. Thanks for sharing all of that.